Good morning, good evening, and um, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to the All Things Rugby League podcast. Today, we are going to be having a look at the Round 6 Good Friday games that will be kicking off this evening. I do apologise for the technical issues we've been having, ladies and gentlemen. We do. Um, we are still getting things underway here. We have had some road bumps along the way, and we did have some problems, but those are all sorted now, so we are now back on track, and we are looking forward, so let's get into the previews for today's games. The two games we've got kicking off today, first we have the Canterbury Bulldogs taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs at their shared home of Acor Stadium, and then later on tonight the North Queensland Cowboys are going to take on the Redcliffe Dolphins, and yes I'm calling them the Redcliffe Dolphins because that is what they are, at Queensland Country Bank Stadium in Townsville. So let's take a take a look at the first game kicking off it is the Bulldogs taking on the Rabbitohs the Bulldogs will be riding high but probably a bit buggered after their game last week that saw them go into extra time against the North Queensland Cowboys Matt Burton with a clutch filled goal to win it for the Doggies but they will be feeling confident and the return of Josh Reynolds at Acor Stadium was something to remember it was spectacular to see Grubb Black back in the blue and white and he made a noticeable difference to the Canterbury side not just in morale and upbeatness but also in being playing a lock forward sort of role at first receiver which definitely smoothed out the flow of Canterbury's attack and it made them look a lot more dangerous in attack so maybe Josh Reynolds has a long term well not long term he is at the back end of his career but maybe Josh Reynolds has a lot he could offer to Canterbury in that role I don't think he's got the fitness to play halfback full time so I do think Kyle Flanagan maintains his spot for the moment although that's always in doubt but I do think Josh Reynolds has a lot to offer this squad and I think it definitely showed on his return to the Canterbury first grade team last week. On the other side of the coin, the South Sydney Rabbitohs will be kicking themselves after a very disappointing loss to the Melbourne Storm. We all know that South Sydney have the squad and the skill to compete with any team on their day and they will be feeling rather let down by a pretty lacklustre performance last week. Out of last week's game, we have heard a lot of criticisms about Latrell Mitchell's involvement and the fact that he gets involved either too little, too late, or doesn't have enough involvement throughout the game to make a difference. And for such a damaging player, this does carry some merit. However, there have been whispers that Latrell Mitchell is carrying an injury. These have not been confirmed, but they could go to explain his lack of involvement. Before we get to the team list for the Canterbury Bulldogs, I just had to add a caveat. While Jacob Preston is listed to take his spot in the back row for Canterbury, there is still a massive question mark over this, and Canterbury are really leaving it to the last minute to make a call on whether or not Preston is going to play after suffering a injury to his hand webbing last week. Max King has miraculously recovered and been cleared of any serious injury after that horrific-looking eye injury last week during the game against the Cowboys. He will take his spot in the front row. So onto the team list for Canterbury. Hayes Perham is at fullback. Jacob Kiraz and Josh Adokar on the wings. Jake Avarilla and Paul Alamotti in the centres. Matt Burton, the hero from last week, and Kyle Flanagan are the halves pairings. Max King and Ryan Sutton make up the front row. Reid Barney at hooker. Corey Waddell comes into the second row in place of Viliami Kikauer, who gave himself a concussion at training and has been subject to the 11-day stand-down policy. I still want the story behind how that happened, Kicks. So Corey Waddell and Jacob Preston in the back row. Harrison Edwards will come in for his first appearance of the year at lock in place of Raymond Vitala Mariner. On the bench, grab Josh Reynolds after his successful return last week. Curtis Moran, Jaden Tanner and Jackson Tapine. If it does end up playing out that Jacob Preston does drop out of the side, Canterbury are still holding Reese Hoffman as the replacement. 
the players to watch for Canterbury for me. This will be a repetitive theme, I'm sorry to say, but Carl Flanagan will be one of them because his spot is very much under pressure in this team and his week-to-week performance will play a huge role in whether or not he earns a new contract or Canterbury or ends up having to depart at the end of the season. He did show some good signs last week. He did seem to show a new willingness to run and take the lime on. So there is some signs that Carl Flanagan is starting to take some lessons and instruction from the coach. But whether or not he remains at Canterbury after this season's conclusion is still to be seen. There are two other players to watch for Canterbury for me, those being Josh Reynolds. It'll be interesting to see whether the contributions he made last week, including the general uh, smoothness of their attack that they saw with him at first receiver, which does seem to indicate that Canterbury have been really missing that ball-playing lock that the top sides tend to use, your Isaiah Yo's, your Cameron Murray's, your Victor Radley's, whenever Radley's not serving a suspension for a brain snap. So it will be interesting to see how Josh Reynolds goes again this week, and it'll be interesting to see how his fitness keeps up. It's no secret that Josh Reynolds is in the back end of his career, but this could very well be his swan song back at Canterbury. But it will be interesting to see what kind of contribution he has and when Coach Cameron Seraldo decides to bring Reynolds onto the field. And the other one to watch for me, well, he's been kind of one of the star players for Canterbury this year, and it's Jacob Kuraz. He's very close to topping the Daly M leaderboard due to his contributions, which is quite rare for a winger so it'll be interesting to see if Jacob Carraz's run of hot form continues and if he's able to grab a try or two or some meaningful contributions for Canterbury today. Now over to the South Sydney Rabbitohs the big news story in the team list is that Alex Johnson is out after having a very nasty looking face first collision with the Acor Stadium turf last week so he was subjected to the 11 day stand down policy and is out of this game so the team list Latrell Mitchell is at fullback Tane Milne the firecracker last seen whacking Spencer Lenu last year during the elimination final and getting a red card for it will come in to replace Johnson and Isaac Thompson is on the other side. Isaiah Tass and the informed Campbell Graham are the centre pairings. Cody Walker and Lachlan Elias are the halves pairings. Lockie Elias will be looking for a big bounce back game after having one of his less impressive performances last week against Melbourne. Tavita Totola and Tom Burgess are the forward pack. Damian Cook at hooker. Keon Kalamatungi and Jacob Host are the back row. Still so no sign of Jai Arrow and they'll be wanting him back sooner rather than later south. And the ever-reliable captain Cam Murray at 13. The bench has Jed Cartwright, Daniel Saluka Fafita, David Mawale and Harme Selly. So it's actually quite a strong bench for South Sydney. So we will see how they go for Jason Demetrio this afternoon. But the bigger mission is Alex Johnson with a concussion and Tane Milne has gotten his first chance of 2023 coming in to replace him on the wing. The players to watch for South Sydney for me, the first one is Trollmet. We've heard the criticisms of his lack of involvement in games along with the whispers of a potential injury, but if he's going to take the field, he has to contribute for South Sydney. He'll have heard the criticisms as well, and this is game 150 of his career. Latrell will be looking for a big performance to silence all of the criticisms and to prove the doubters wrong. So I think Latrell could be in for a big game today. We've seen him have some moments of brilliance, but I think we could be in to see quite an impressive performance from Big Latrell this evening.
There are two other players to watch for South Sydney for me. The first one is halfback Lockie Elias. While he's had an, a decent start to the season, he has had a couple of howler games and they, he will be wanting to improve on those and have a big bounce back performance. We've seen the potential that Lockie Elias has and why South Sydney made the decision to stick with him and allow club legend Adam Reynolds to depart to the Brisbane Broncos. But Lockie Elias is still growing into the role, but he's now in his second year and he will be looking to improve and provide more consistent top shelf performances if the bunnies are going to go deep into the finals. So Lockie Elias will be looking to have a big game and the combination between he and Cody Walker continues to improve and it'll be interesting to see how Lockie bounces back from one of his more, uh, shall we say, not spectacular. <laughs> I just had to come up with a phrase then that wasn't a swear word, my apologies. Uh, not spectacular performances from Lockie Elias last week. But the other player to watch for me is... The big British Bulldog, Tom Burgess. Burgess is the leader of the South Sydney Ford Pack and considering the problems that South Sydney's Fords have had this season, meaning they're all getting injured left, right and centre, Tom Burgess has had to have a bigger and more profound impact and to carry more weight and do more work on his back in order to carry the South Sydney side, especially against the more fearsome Ford Packs of this competition. So I think Tom Burgess is really going to need to take it to the Bulldogs Fords this evening if South Sydney are going to get any front football. So I do think that a lot is going to rely on Tom Burgess. Tavita Totola will be partnering him to start in the front row and they do have a pretty solid bench but I do think that Tom Burgess is going to have to have one of its better games if South Sydney are going to go with the Dogs Ford pack. So now let's get on to the key matchups and tips for this one. The key matchups, I've got two here. The first one is the Sixers, Matt Burton and Cody Walker. These two have very different play styles. Burton's big boot is his one signature flair, while Cody Walker's running game is his and his ability to play eyes up backyard footy, being one of the best in the league at it. So it'll be interesting to see which can have more of an impact for their team and which can provide the unpredictable X factor needed to steer their teams to victory. The second one for me is the hookers, Reed Marnie versus Damian Cook. Reed Marnie's crisp, clean service proved very valuable to Parramatta and is he's starting to find his way in this Bulldogs team, though he is taking on other elements that are actually stronger in his running game and his passing game and his scooting out of dummy half, things that were neglected by Parramatta's coaching staff to implement into their play style in favour of their halves. But Reed Marnie has been given full licence to use all the tools in his toolkit. And Damien Cook... Did you hear by any chance that he's a, he's a beach sprinter? I'm sorry, I just had to. Damian Cook, we all know his strongest element is his running game. His service from dummy heart can be dodgy at times, as Benji Marshall told him quite explicitly and in words that I cannot repeat. But Damian Cook's running game is his biggest threat and when he goes off on his dart he is very hard to catch so it'll be interesting to see which of these six and nine play styles work to get the win here this evening my prediction is i do predict south sydney to win i think it will be by by eight points or less i think that the bulldogs will compete and they will show heart and guts just like they showed last week against the cowboys but the bulldogs did have to play in extra time last week and I do think that the extra time fatigue is going to come back and bite them. I do think that even though some of the Bulldogs players have been named to play despite injuries, I do think those injuries could play a, a factor and I just think that South Sydney have got too much star power and strike power for the Bulldogs to overcome here today. So I do think it's going to be Canterbury. I do, um, South Sydney to beat Canterbury. I do think it'll be by eight points or less and if I had to put down two tips for people to score tries, I am going to start implementing this into my predictions. 
If you decide to take these tips and use them in betting, I ask you to do so responsibly. But I do believe that if I had to pick two players to score tries, I think it would be the Fox, Josh Adokar. His combination with Matt Burton can be absolutely deadly. And I do think that Cody Walker is quite good at scoring tries and he has quite a good try scoring record, especially this year. So I do predict Josh Adokar and Cody Walker as anytime try scorers. So on to the next game, which is going to see the North Queensland Cowboys take on the Redcliffe Dolphins. The Cowboys will be spewing after dropping a game that was there to be won against the Bulldogs last week. They just needed to get Val Holmes into position for a field goal and then they were home, but they didn't get the job done. So they will be out to prove a point here in front of their home crowd against a very battered and injury depleted Dolphins. The big news for the Cowboys is Scott Drinkwater is back and they have needed him in the worst way. Their attack has suffered dramatically during Scott Drinkwater's suspension and coach Todd Payton will be telling Drinky, we really don't need you doing that again, thanks. So the team list for the Cowboys, it's the returning Scott Drinkwater at fullback, Kyle Feltz and Brendan Elliott out on the wings, Val Holmes and Peter Hiku are the centres, Tom Dearden and Chad Townsend are the halves, Mitch Dunn and... Ruben, the returning Ruben Cotter. Ruben Cotter is back. Okay, I hadn't seen that. To the front row with Reese Robson at hooker. Cohen Hess and Griffin Neem are the back row. Um, there is no Jeremiah Nanai in here. And Rolling Thunder, Jason Tamalolo at lock. The bench has Jake Griffin, uh, Jake Granville, sorry, excuse me. Dom Chester retains a spot on the bench after impressing in standing in for Scott Drinkwater. Jermaine Tamal Brown and Riley Price, who debuted last week, is also keeping a bench spot. The three players to watch for me for the North Queensland Cowboys are Scott Drinkwater, Valentine Holmes and Jason Tamalolo. Starting with Scott Drinkwater, he's got a lot of making up to do for his shoulder charge suspension that saw the Cowboys drop quite dramatically in form actually which goes to show the importance of Scott Drinkwater to this side mainly in attack but certainly in defense as well so Scott Drinkwater will be looking to start repaying his teammates and I reckon that he will be doing his damnedest to have as much involvement in this game against the Dolphins as possible now on to Val Holmes well Val has definitely made the full-time center switch and made it quite precisely and done it quite well Val was a world-class fullback for the Cronulla Sharks in their premiership winning year before heading off to the NFL. Didn't quite work out for Val there, but there are several NRL and former NRL players that know how that feels, but he came back to the Cowboys on a big deal and he has now transitioned into the centres and he is one of the elite centres in this game, which just goes to show the talent of Valentine Holmes, considering up until that point he had been a fullback winger for his entire career. We haven't seen Val quite hit the world-beating strides. We know he can on his day, but I do think this game against the Dolphins, lining up against Bronco Lee on the other side, I do think that Val has the chance to explode this game with his speed and his electric ball playing and his ability to read and hit holes is quite special and he is definitely a special player, Val Holmes. So I do think he could have a big one today. And then Jason Tamalolo. He's going up against Tom Gilbert and the Dolphins who have built their foundations of their club around starchy, gritty, stinging defense. So it will be interesting to see how the rolling thunder Jason Tamalolo will take on the Dolphins defense, how many post-contact meters he can get against the brick wall that is the Dolphins middle. Although we will get to some of the losses in the Dolphins side and it will be interesting to see how Tamalolo can go in getting the momentum for his team. 
Now over to the Dolphins. There have been some injury changes. They are facing a bit of an injury crisis in their playmaking stocks, but there also seem to have been a few tactical changes by coach Wayne Bennett. So having a look at the team list, Hamaso Tabuifido, who's been the standout this year for the Dolphins, will line up at fullback against his old team. Jermaine Asako is on one wing and Edric Lee gets his first crack as a Dolphin to replace the injured Tessie New. Ewan Aiken and Brenko Lee are the centre combination. Cody Nikarima comes in at number six, at 5'8", for Isaiah Katoa to go to halfback in place of Anthony Milford, who was injured with a hamstring complaint against the Dragons last week. So Isaiah Katoa is going to halfback and Cody Nikarima will slot in at 5'8", after having overcome his facial cuts injury and passing all HIA requirements. But the big one for me, Jesse Bromwich is out. And I can't see why. It might be an injury. It might be a tactical change. It might be resting. I'm not quite sure. But Jason, Jesse Bromwich is out. And Poasa Farmasili will come into the starting front row. Jeremy Marshall-King at hooker. Herman S.A.S.A. is the other starting prop. Kenny Bromwich and Connolly Lemuelu are the second rowers. Connolly Lemuelu just signed an extension with the Dolphins. Feliz Kafusi, this is the final game. He will be serving suspended and Tom Gilbert at lock. The bench is quite strong for the Dolphins. Jared Wallace, Mark Nichols, Ray Stone and Kurt Donahue. Wayne Bennett's got raps on Kurt Donahue. He really thinks that this kid could be something special. And the rest of them are all tried and tested battlers. So it is quite a strong bench for the Dolphins, but they have made some changes, some due to injury and some that appear to be tactical. The Dolphins players to watch for me, one of them is Jeremy Marshall King. He's been one of the standouts for the new franchise, and I do think that he's going to need to have a big game to make up for the loss of, well, really, all of the Dolphins halfbacks. I think Cody Nicariba can do a job there, but I don't think he's going to be quite as important to this team as Sean O'Sullivan, and I'm not making any comments on Anthony Milford. So I do think that. I think the kid, Isaiah Katoa, is going to need to have a big game. I think he's going to need to stand up and take some of the leadership of this team. I do think Cody Nicarima will help to take some of the pressure off Isaiah Katoa. But I do think that given that he seems to be the long-term prospect in the halves for the Dolphins, along with Sean O'Sullivan, I do think that Isaiah Katoa is going to need to step up in O'Sullivan and Milford's absence. The other one for me is Cody Nicarima. Now, he's a definite great squad depth signing, and he's definitely great in terms of his utility value, but it's been a while since we've seen him play a full game in the half, so it will be interesting to see how he goes. We know he's got the talent. We know he's got the ability. We know he's got the runs on the board. So it will be interesting to see the roles and the combination that um, Cody Nicarima and Isaiah Katoa build. I do think that Cody Nicarima will do most of the steering the team around the park, but we'll see. Maybe Isaiah Katoa will take that role on so he can get some experience doing that. And maybe Cody Nicarima will play the eyes up footy role. It'll be interesting to see how it works out and who plays what role. I'm sure Wayne's got a plan in mind. It will be interesting to see how they go. For tips... I do think that while the Dolphins are going to put in a fight and a hearty performance as they have done competing for the full 80 with every game we've seen for them so far, this was always the concern, their roster depth and the quality of their roster with a few injuries and they found themselves in that predicament. And I do think that the Cowboys have just too much star power and I do think that the Cowboys are going to get up on the Dolphins. I think that the Dolphins are going to fight for the full 80 and longer if needed and the Cowboys will be stinging a little bit from the extra time fatigue that the Bulldogs will also be suffering from but I do just think that the Cowboys are just going to prove too strong for the Dolphins but I do think that the Dolphins are going to make it hard for them they're going to make the Cowboys work for this win 
but I do expect the Cowboys to win, and I do expect the Cowboys to win by 10 points or less for any time try scorers, even though my tips are off to a really bad start. Thanks again, Sydney Roosters. I do think that Tom Dearden and Hamaso Tabu Fido are the anytime try scorers to watch. So those are my that is my preview and predictions for the Good Friday games to um, take place in round six of the NRL. I'll be back tomorrow for Super Saturday, but until then, good night, good evening, good morning, and good luck.